When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. at the casino She lost all her money She said don't feel sorry for me No Don't feel sorry honey But if you want to do a lady a favor Here's what I want you to do Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Oh, yeah. I can see my auntie and my uncle, like, dancing very inappropriately at the family reunion when this comes on a little late at night. I can see everybody see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I already know. I'm like, what they doing out there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoon Soul Monday. Johnny Taylor. Yeah. Johnny Taylor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's... I can, like I said, I can, I, I've, I've heard so much Johnny Taylor. This is one of the classics, but yeah. Yeah. This is definitely uh, uncle, unk music and auntie music. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Unk and auntie jamming this in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back in the, uh, the family reunion back in the day. There you go. Patrick always keeping us on our toes. Uh, and we love Smooth So Mondays for that very reason. All our musically themed days of the week. You can be a part of the show. Specs text lines, the best way to do it. 512 337 3776. Or you can do it via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Uh, Patrick Davis, the idealionaire and the MVP is at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Uh, Alright, Harge, you got a special guest joining us for Harge Knock Live, which we're going to make sure we make plenty of time for. No doubt about it. We got our man hmm. Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram to join us. He's already in uh, California, and he's going to talk to us about the Cowboys and what the expectations are <laughs> for this team. Uh, Texas says, hey, I, I hear my uncle slamming dominoes right now. Yeah, exactly. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> flashes. You already know. <laughs> music comes on. Uh, okay, so I want to talk some uh, Texas football here. We'll get into some, uh, some other uh, Texas football discussion. Even what I thought was going to be kind of a – optimistic good news uh, segment. I was going to sell you guys some sunshine and rainbows and Harge just decided to ish all over that thing and just, <laughs> he is not having it. So we'll get into that too. Not buying it. He's not buying it. But you know what? <laughs> now you sold me on your thing. Right now I agree with your take. I had a take, but you know what? When there's a better take, I'll take the better take. <laughs> Alright, I'll vote for the better candidate every damn time. All right? Regardless of my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get to this conspiracy theory. Because we talked about this on Friday, Harge. And we mentioned it after the season, um, but we mentioned it in passing. We did not have a deep discussion about it uh, because uh, I I didn't know the source of the information, and I wasn't you know like I said I I didn't know exactly where it came from, so I wasn't gonna make it a a talking point for the show just because we don't know. So I think we right, did bring right. it up, um, but Harge brought it back up on Friday and was like, dude, we didn't talk about this again. 
And I was like, all right, well, let me do some research on it first. Let me make sure I do the research on it to make sure it's not just the interweb and the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, leaking. I love you, internet. Sometimes you got misinformation, <laughs> throw out stuff, and then um, people get off on a tangent and it skews the discourse. Don't go chasing we, waterfalls. Exactly, right? Yeah, we yeah. like factual, we like discourse based on facts here. So the stat that uh, Mars brought up and that Lohan fans have talked about on the internet is how many holding calls Texas opponents were called for during the regular season? How many times did Texas defense essentially force the opposing offensive line or the opposing offense to hold them All right, uh, during the season? All right, so how many holding calls that Texas's opponents were called for? And the number that was thrown out there via the Twitterverse was two. <clears throat> All season long, the Texas uh, opponents had only been called for two holding calls the entire season. I was like, man, sounds like one of That's the That's a little far-fetched, like, right? I don't know if it's far-fetched, but I got to check. I got to fact check that. Yeah, I yeah, can't just yeah, be throwing yeah. it out there. Like, and we threw it out there, I think, early in, but we was like, well, it's been said. I think we was like, it's been said. There's a report out. There's a rumor out there, whatever. So I went back and checked it. Like, this is kind of rough draft research, too, because I'm going to go back and, and dive into it a little bit more, too, because I want to look at like, some national numbers to try to compare. Uh, but, yeah. That's ridiculous, right? I went out on that's the grass, no. That's but ridiculous. But it, was, it wasn't enough to find out that that was true. The research was I needed to be able to have something to compare it to. Correct. Like, what the hell is the point of a stat like that without context and perspective? You need to know what everybody else in the Big 12 is being charged with. Mm-hmm. I mean, what they're being, what's being called, and, and how many holding calls yep. their opponents have been called for. Like that is really what, to me, will make the argument. That if you want to make sure you want to decide if it's a conspiracy theory or not, you want to jump out on the grass, you know, or you want to turn this into an X Files episode. Mm-hmm. That you need that context, right? That's and that's, that's the deep dive that I went down. Okay, that's the rabbit hole that I went down. And Can't wait. Basically, I'm I'm older at this point, right? Because I'm like, you know, trying trying to go where the evidence takes me. When I saw that, when I actually researched Texas and saw the number, I said that is compelling. It's not enough evidence, but it's compelling. Mm-hmm. It's certainly a a, a star, good starting point. It's something to talk about. So I about. say, you know what? Let me go look at Oklahoma because Oklahoma fans mm-hmm. have also had a very similar argument, and they've been upset about how many holding calls or lack thereof, their opponents were called for during the 2022 season. Yep. And their number that was thrown out there, I just, I, guys, I had to go to o, I had to go to Sooner Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Oh. How did that Ooh. work out? I spent, like, uh, too long. Oh, man. In, in Sooner Twitter. I went, I, went, I went hanging out with Sooners in the Twitterverse. Because ah. they also had these conspiracy theories yep. about how they've been getting shafted. Mm-hmm. Is it Sooner's like, X now? <laughs> this is the X-Files. Yes. Good point. It Give is me. the X-Files for, for Twitter now. Uh, and for their number, they were throwing out there was three. They were like, man, we all take, you know, Oklahoma's only been called for three. Turns out that is also true. Mm. I found three. Okay. That Oklahoma. So combined, Texas and Oklahoma's opponents were called for, based on my rough research here, and I will, I, also full disclosure, some of the, I had to go, some of the records from actual team websites, program websites, uh, university websites, and ESPN, because sometimes either one would have inconsistencies. Very much so. Just, Seen that just happen multiple era, times. You know, doing deep dives. So full disclosure, 
there could be something like, oh man, I'm just, just you know, throwing it out there. But I tried to try to cross reference, if you will, uh, both of those. Use both of those sites, uh, both of those sources, I should say. So I, I had to go look at every other team in the Big Twelve. Then I was like, you know what? If we're gonna try to prove this conspiracy theory, you got to go look at all the teams in the Big Twelve and see if their opponents have been called for holding calls and how often. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give you raw numbers yet because I'm going to go back and, like I said, I want to get the actual raw numbers, the actual numbers, and I'll give you the figures uh, maybe later on this week. But I will say this. the Because, uh-huh. like I said, Texas and Oklahoma, five combined uh, holding calls for their opponents throughout the regular season. Those are the fewest. It's probably a record. Texas and Oklahoma <laughs> – have, they they did <laughs> their opponents were called for the fewest holding calls of any team in the Big Twelve, and I'll go so far as to say right now it looks as if you could combine the numbers of Texas and Oklahoma, and I'm not sure there is a team in the Big Twelve with Texas and Oklahoma combined, which is five holding calls their opponents were called for. Um, that has fewer, one single team that would have fewer than Texas and Oklahoma combined. One team? I don't think there is a team that would have fewer. Baylor is close right now. Baylor, because then there's some, like, I didn't count holding calls that are declined and all that kind of right, stuff, Right, right, right. So Baylor would have the best case, because Baylor right now I think is right at, I have them, like, right at five. Isn't that amazing? So if you are a Longhorn fan and you want to, like I said, we can get to the X Files. We probably some X Files music here, Patrick. And you wanna, and you do want to jump out on the grassy knoll, <laughs> and you believe that Big Twelve is trying to shaft Texas and Oklahoma out of a Big Twelve title any which way they can. I will say the numbers on their opponents holding calls will give you some credence to your arguments. It will give you some ammunition to your argument. Now, for me, and I'm glad yeah. you did that, Rob, because you did mention that on Friday. You just said, hold on, man, I got to look at that because, you know, we don't <laughs> always want to go down that hole because of the fact when you look at certain <laughs> games, you can see that both teams had some calls that <laughs> were mentioned. This I'm is only talking, holding calls. This is yeah, no, this other, is strictly no other penalties, only holding calls on opposing teams. Right. That's it. Right, like, and I'm talking about when we know by, basically by their offense, holding. yeah, you know, by their offense, and by the I'm, opposing offense. I'm, I'm very impressed with the fact that you went and got that. But most importantly, are we? Is this something that the coaching staff? Obviously, they should be researching this as well. They, I'm sure they are aware of it. I'm sure they've probably submitted complaints. Absolutely to, to the conference. That's yes. the part that I was thinking about. Yeah. Is like this needs to be more of a fact. I mean, this needs to be uh, addressed at every meeting, pregame, postgame, all of that stuff. And I know coaches don't really want to get into it postgame because of fines and all the other things that get involved. Yeah, yeah, there's only so it. much they can do. They can, there's only yeah. so much. But during the offseason, when you can file your grievances against referees, umpires, all people that are involved with making decisions in ball games. This is a, a, a huge step, especially when you start looking at what's happening in your very last season in the Big 12. This is going to be it for you. They're not gonna, they may not even give you any calls. Hmm. <laughs> you may not get any of those calls you, because yeah. there are that few 
and far between. It may be just as bad if not right, worse. Right. Yeah. And I also want to know, I mean, this isn't for you, but this may be for someone else. How many calls were against the Longhorns in those situations as well? Where it's uh, like they're getting called for holds, they're getting called for pass interference. You, well, we'll, uh, just, we'll stay um, with holds. We'll stay I with probably, holds. Yeah, I, I, yeah. All, all I know, yeah, exactly. You yeah. can go into. I'm sure you can go into yeah. other subjective calls, and, you know, and what their interpretation is. I just did holding calls yep. on the opposing offense, but um, you're right. Probably can go and look in pass interference and stuff like that. Because you I can look just, and see how many games were just not necessarily I decided can, by based that. on my notes. I probably could go back. I said I'm gonna go do a deeper dive research tonight. I probably could go back and find out for you on the other side how many times Texas was called for holding as opposed to other teams. Yep. I, because I, it's, I it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to uh, me. And, but and, I will say that it. it I I think that it, for Sark, this is why. And listen. This is a no excuses year. Nope. Yep. You can't play this card this season. Like guys, I, I'm, I'm getting. Listen, I'm not saying it's not happening. Yeah, you I'm just not, gave I'm us just the numbers. It happening. is happening. They, they are. There's evidence to believe they are actively trying whatever they can do within their power to hurt or to try to somehow derail, basically discriminate Texas, against Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Exactly. You want to go discriminate against? You can yep. go that route too. But since we, you can stay right there. Listen, you can't play the black card all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Sometimes you just bad. You just got, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you got to take yeah. the L and be like, nah, I see how it's, you know, it is what it we is. We got our play. And even sometimes when it's there, you can't continue to, you know, you can't play the card of, oh, man, the Big 12 screwed us. That's why we didn't win it this year. This year? Yeah. It, if, that's a reason they caught the No Excuses Tour. It's no, you can't, it's no you can't cry wolf all the time and yeah, expect people to, be to believe you say like, when it's serious. I'll, I'll get, I can give you more evidence. And it is, it is. But you got you got multiple opponents you got to yep. play. Yep. You're going to have to beat the opposing team, and you're probably going to have to make sure the officiating, as Mac Brown said, players play, coaches coach, officials officiate. You make sure that you leave no doubt. Got it, yeah. Leave no doubt. That's the these, most important when thing. When these games are, if, you, yep. if it's, it's going to be a close game, yep. then you are asking the referees to tip the <laughs> yep. scales. Yep. And yep. we yep. know if they tip the scales, what and where they are tipping the scales in favor of. Right. And who they are tipping the scales in favor of. And it's not for you. It ain't for you. <laughs> It'll be for the Big 12. It'll be for yep. your opponent. Yep. That's just the reality of it. It's okay. It's all right. That's okay. That's the price you pay for being the brand that is Texas. And for you deciding, you know, we're going to go to the SEC and we're still going to win the damn conference title on our way out. Yep. If you want to if you want to be that type of a program, then you still got to be able to win in spite of the obstacles, in spite of all the impediments in front of you. And this is just going to be another one. Right. So no well, excuses. I love, the, I love the fact no that what you said, you, you can't continue to blame the refs when you have opportunities to destroy a team. When you got a chance to go out there and just play, if you play at a high level at every single game, yes, you're going to have some some lulls in a game. There's It happens to even the better teams that are out there. But if you come down and it, and it comes down to a play here or a play there, you put exactly. yourself in that position. The net holding call yeah. is amplified. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can if you can go out there and make them hold you 10, 15 times in a game, and then look, we then people can the media can make it a bigger story. Yep. Because look, this is where he had a clear pass to the quarterback and his jersey sideways and he's going at him. If you have those, then yeah, we go, here's obvious footage of a ref looking right at it and not calling it. Yep. But if that's not the case, and it's like, no, they just held you. It's like, well, holding happens every play, and they're subjectively not going to call close ones for you. So I, it's, it is it is that you just go, 
force the issue then. Mm-hmm. Play better on the defensive rushing, yep. and I bet you'll get calls because they're going to have to hold you. Exactly. And if they do it enough times and the coach goes, I saw you not call that, the ref will go, all right, well, I'd, I'd rather keep my job as a ref than co- tow a company line that I don't really care about that much. Yep. That I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm also not supposed to make it obvious that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So once it's obvious, you can't do it anymore. So go make it obvious. Beat nope. the crap out of them. I, honestly, that's a, I, I totally agree with you. And it goes to the point we've talked about this, and, and so has uh, Coach Sark. You know, Texas last year was phenomenal in creating pressure last season. They were top 10 in the country in pressures on the defense line. But among that group, among the top 10 uh, best defense in creating pressures, uh, they were second to last yep. in converting those into sacks. Holding. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's a case Holding. to be made that what is what is lost right. in translation or convert uh, that conversion is that conversion those pressures into sack converting those would be yeah they're being held. Yep. But as Patrick mentioned, you got to make it more obvious then. Yep. You got to fall all down. That means you, you need to. Well, I need you, you. I need you to win that one on one. I need you to whip that opposing lineman so damn bad that the refs got no choice but to go, dude. Man, come mm-hmm. on, man! Like, yeah, you, I need arm extended. You, you, yeah, you're grabbing this dude while you're falling down. While he, you yeah. know what I mean, and you're grabbing at him and trying to keep him from, you know, demolishing your quarterback. If his if his elbow's bent, you're probably not getting the call. Yeah. So if his elbow is still bent while he's holding you on the arms, you're probably not getting the call. So wait, and if you can extend his arm out because he because you just blew past him and he was couldn't keep his arms mm-hmm. inside, then you may be able to get it. Yeah. Or he's not going to hold you, and you're just going to get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if you if you keep going at it and expect the call for the little ones, you just can't have that mentality going. You can't have that mentality going into a game when you go to the mm-hmm. SEC. And if they were helping you out, you can't have that mentality. Yeah, it's a losing mentality. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'll co- I'll go compare probably because I want to see if the other national leaders and pressures also had issues mm-hmm. trying to yeah. oh yeah create holding calls. Uh, on the other end, but yeah, I just throwing it out there, just doing the research. Yeah, there, there I mean, think about it. Think about how rare a holding call is in a game, because it happens every play. So you can't tell me that nobody has held a Texas player while they're trying to get to the quarterback or trying to get to uh, the running back or any play where there's got to be some movement. It happens. It happens every single play, and the fact that it's so few. That is the the part that people are using as a X Files conspiracy theory. Yeah, and and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, those penalties suck and they're annoying. But the holding calls on a on a third down that you picked up that they call the other way, mm-hmm. those ones are much more annoying. Yeah, yeah. actually, and I like think, drive yeah. killing holdings are way more annoying to me than a hey man, we could have had a sack. And I get those are small parts of the game that really matter. But at the same point, when you're killing drives with that, so mm-hmm. if they're going to call it one way, I'd rather have it hurt the defensive side. Yep. It's one-sided, but yeah, it's I, I, I if the numbers don't show that we were getting a disproportionate number more called on us of, well, they were actually called Texas and Oklahoma had the most holds called on them as well. Then that that's annoying because they're mm-hmm. killing drives. But other if it's the other side, it is. It's right what you said. You just have to play better than it. Because it, it could be there, it could be there in half the games. You don't know what games the refs are. Exactly. That there's a ref that's holding a grudge, and the other okay. refs just don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory one way or the other. I'm not. I'm just giving you the data. Yeah, you can decide yeah. what to do with the data, whatever you want to, and I'll give you even more of it, more detailed data. I like those data as I go down the rabbit hole a little bit deeper. But yeah, I was in. I, I thought it was compelling. Yeah. 
That was compelling. And you did say to me, you're like, uh, I'm gonna have to look at that hard. I don't I know. Did. I, I, yeah, I, I was know. I was hoping to totally disprove that yeah. and and you know have a two minute segment on it and go long and fast. This is silly. <laughs> All right, y'all need to quit it and move on. Yeah. Well, that's not the conclusion I came to when I followed the evidence. I was like, actually, there it is, is something to it. It's something at least to yep. to, to 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 research. Yep. A little bit more. All right, what you got coming up on Harsh Knock Live? We got our man Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He is in Oxnard right now, and camp is getting ready to start for the Dallas Cowboys, so we're going to talk to him about it and see what he thinks about the Cowboys this year. Oh man, He I might be drinking weeks. that Kool-Aid, too. I think a lot of people are drinking that Cowboys Kool-Aid. You're drinking it. I'm you definitely drinking it. it. You're and, checking it. And Clarence Hill is a... Texas alum, too, so That's we true. can actually talk to him about the Texas Longhorn because I'm sure he's got a question for us. Uh, I'm sure Chill's talking. <laughs> Chill might end up interviewing us about Texas. We start exactly. that. Trust me. All right, we'll come back. We got Chill, Clarence Chill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram coming up on Harsh Knock Live right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike. You have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a smooth mon- smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. Oh, and of course, you can follow the hardest working man in this place at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. And joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is my man Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. You can follow him at Clarence Hill Jr. on well, what formerly was known as Twitter, but now it's X gonna give it to you. My man Clarence Hill. What's up, Clarence? How you doing, bro? What's up, man? Just landed in LA. Um delayed twice, but trying oh. to get to Oxnard to try to count making this drive. So I'm driving on the one oh one uh from LA to Oxnard, uh to meet the Cowboys bus uh, as they arrive at the training camp. Man, that's wow. so funny because I believe the last – you went out to camp last year at this time. We were calling you, and you were on the 101 on your way <laughs> to the Cowboys because they were landing as well. I thought y'all would have a chartered flight, my man. Chartered? Who, who got a charter? <laughs> I, 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 the, the team has a charter. They, they actually – they flew in LAX on the Cowboys charter, and, and and they're taking buses to Oxnard. But you know, I'm a beat, I'm a sports writer. I work for a newspaper. I, mean, I, I fly I fly American. I rent a car, and, and I'm driving. But <laughs> that's what you know, it's all I, about. They used, they, they used to fly into this military base, which is um, not far from there, and, and do kind of a little signing thing. But but now they fly in LAX, so they should do a military base that's close to camp. But they don't do that anymore. Oh, okay. 
All right. Well, let's get right into it, Chill, because oh, we've damn. been excited about this. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, and I want to know if I should be drinking it. It's the new look, it's the new look Texas Coast offense without Kellen Moore. <laughs> what would that look like? Because now we're we're hearing we're gonna run the ball more. We got the pieces that we need. What is going to be the change and what should we expect? Because this team on offense has always put up big numbers. So what's gonna be the biggest change that we should expect from the Cowboys? Yeah, you know, I don't know about the running the ball more. I think they're going to be, be smarter about when they run the ball. When you have two touchdown leads, you're not going to be out there passing the ball. You're going to do some things to protect your defense. I think that's what Mike is talking about when he's talking about running the ball. And it's going to be situational and, 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 and to protect the defense and, and, and be smarter about running the ball. The biggest thing to me, you know, obviously he's melding the West Coast offense with what they used to do. Uh, with the time and pass again, it goes back to Ernie Zampezi and all that other stuff and some of the things that, that Jason Garrett brought that Kellen Moore kept and, and, and the like. But the, the thing that, that, that when you talk to the players, you talk to uh, the offensive line receivers, quarterback, is they have a better understanding of each other's jobs. And they say, well, we're not – this is not a slight against Kellen Moore, but – you know, throughout Maycaps, our OTAs, they all they talked about was they know what they're doing and they know what everybody else is doing, which should make them be more efficient uh, and hopefully be able to play faster. And, and, and again, you not have those situations where you got a receiver and a tight end in the same place, uh, which which causes interceptions and that makes Dak a, a better quarterback. But yeah, they talked about being you know, just just have a better understanding. I talked to one of the tight ends. Like, you know, uh, Ferguson, I just talked about he knows what the offensive line is doing. He knows what the receivers are doing. They know what they're supposed to be. And the same thing, you know, with, with Dak and the receivers. And they just have a better understanding of what they're supposed to be, which should cut down on some of that confusion. And, you know, also what, what Mike McCarthy is focused on was improving the offensive line. Uh, with, with, in which way he changed the offensive line. Go just, you know, the dirtiest little secret among Dak's interception last year was the offensive line was one of the worst in the league. It certainly wasn't up to the ilk of what we expect the Cowboys' offensive line is supposed to be when we talked about you know, all those pro bowlers and first-round picks they used to have. Was, last year's offensive line was, was not good, and they certainly wasn't, it wasn't among the tops in the league in pass blocking, and it showed. And, and, and so that, that's one thing that he's cleaned up, and they got better communication, understanding the, in, the, in the blocking schemes. You know, those are the things that you're going to see that should make a difference to make Dak a more efficient passer, uh, a more efficient decision maker, and, you know, hopefully with the goal of cutting down some of those turnovers. Hey, Chill, um, I heard Ryan Clark talking about the Cowboys defense, saying he thinks it's going to be the best in the NFL. Tell me how many defenses would you uh, take over the Cowboys defense right now? I mean, I think particularly the Cowboys – have a chance to be among them. They were one of the top defenses last year. I mean, they certainly, first time since the Steelers, the great Steelers of the, the 70s, that they led the league in, in turnovers in back-to-back years. That's their mm-hmm. calling card. I think certainly uh, they're among the top defenses in the league. I mean, you got to look at Philadelphia. you got to look at um, at um, New England. I'm not New England, I'm sorry, uh, the 49ers. Yeah. So Washington has a really good defense. The offense is so bad. But they're one of the top defenses in the league, for sure. And what I, what's more and more important for the Cowboys, I think this may be the best defense the Cowboys have had since the 90 Super Bowl teams. You know, when you when you and, and you look at that 
secondary, the addition of Gilmore, people don't understand the importance of, of Stephon Gilmore, who is still one of the best cornerbacks in the league. You know, it's funny because his Madden rating was higher than Trevon Diggs. That's what that's what the Madden wow. think of, of, of Stephon Gilmore hmm. and, and, and the type of player he is. But you put and we know what Diggs is and what he's done, and you put Gilmore next to Diggs, and this is the best cornerback tandem the Cowboys have had. Since Mel Rich wore Cornell Green in funny that you say that, Clarence, because we're talking to Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. You can follow him at Clarence Hill Jr. on formerly known as Twitter. It's called X right now. But Rod calls it the central nervous system. you got to have guys up the middle that are going to be able to clog it up. And we've gone through the stats about how important Jonathan Hankins was last year. Now we're talking about Mozzie Smith and them going to get that monster up in front. But one of the things that I want to continue to talk about is the linebacker depth. It seems like the numbers are getting bigger and bigger throughout. You bring in DeMarvian Overshawn, and what are your expectations for him and then some of those guys like Clark and Cox that are returning? You know, it's funny because, you know, there's all this talking about the running backs, but the linebackers are almost like running backs. It's not as important as it used to be. To, to some extent, it's not as valuable as it used to be. The Cowboys really just play with two linebackers. And they play with three safeties. You know, that, that safety, Javon Curse is the third linebacker. They play with three, you know, they, 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 they simply, their base defense is three safeties and two linebackers. You know, and, 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 and you know, whether that's, whether that's going to be Layton and, 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 uh, and, uh, Micah or, 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 or Layton and the kid from LSU, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, they, they, they certainly like, they love, uh, DeMario and, and what he can bring. And certainly he has that versatility. And, you know, you, you know, may, if not this year, next year, he can replace, you know, late, you know, in that defense. But you know, he's going to focus on special teams. He's got his versatile. They're going to use him as a pass rusher. They're going to use him as a, as, as a, as a linebacker. And, and they, they like his versatility, you know, and so he's going to be part of that rotation. But, but understand that, the, the, you know, the Cowboys play with two linebackers. They don't really play with three a lot. You know, and, and, and they play with three safeties. And, and that's their calling card. That's the best part of their defense, that, 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 that safety depth. And you look at all those safeties, they have, they have so many different guys in safety. But uh, they do like DeMar Avion. And, and, you know, and it's funny because he, you know, you know they got another uh, former Texas linebacker there too, Malik uh, Jefferson, who, who was hoping to, to stick and, and be a special teams guy, sort of be a backup linebacker, really carve out a role you know, on this defense. So there's two things the guys battling for, for spots and positions on this defense this year. 
Hey, uh, Chill, I'm actually a little concerned about the running back position for the Cowboys. Got Tony Pollard coming off the injury. And, you know, you have a lot of, you know, guys that and they I don't know if they're sh- they can be bell cows and how much the burden they can handle. What's your con- what's your level of concern about the running back position for the Cowboys? Well, I think Tony's going to be fine. You know, Tony, Tony's running full speed already. He's ready to go. He's been running full speed. They're going to be they were constant with him in the spring. But but, but, but Tony's fine. He's going to be ready to go. He needs someone around him. They certainly need some, some depth around him. I, I see them possibly adding a running back, you know, after final cuts or sometime in training camp. Uh, you know, I know we love Deuce Vaughn, and, and, and we'll see what he can do and, and, and how he fits there. But he's going to be more of a niche guy than, 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 than the primary backup uh, to Pollard. You, you know, you, you, you got Malik Davis, who was there last year. You got uh, uh, Ronald Jones, you know, USC guy, who if you remember ran through Texas on, on that uh when he was at USC on that on that play at the end of uh, at the end of the half, but he uh, was he, he didn't really perform much at, at, at in Kansas City last year. His best years was in in Tampa Bay, and I just don't know if he's going to be the guy that you know everybody thinks he's going to be the backup. So I, I, I look for them still to add a bigger guy, uh, a short yardage guy type guy to help Tony Pollard, especially around the goal line and stuff like that. But but this is Tony's team. You know, Tony's going to be, you know, he, he's, he's fully healed from that from that injury. I don't think he's going to start camp on pump. I think he's ready to go and ready to maximize, you know, his opportunity as the lead back for the first time out of deep, uh, fully out of Zeke's shadow and ready to go. He's important to what they want to do. But he, but if he's not ready, if he, if he gets hurt, then you, you certainly have some concerns. I got a two-part question for you. One's going to be with the tight end position. I'm a big fan of Jake Ferguson. I know that they just drafted Luke Schoolmaker. Uh, Hendershot played quite a bit, and you got some other guys that are there. Uh, I've heard some whispers about this Princeton Fink uh, player coming in. But for you, who do you think is going to get the bulk of that and become that a better version of Dalton Schultz? But then the other question is about Dak Prescott. I know that we're going to be holding him more accountable this year. Last year was one of those years where he was coming off the injury, made some mistakes. I know you and I have had this conversation off air where we've talked about the wide receivers haven't gotten any separation, so it makes it look bad. But what do you expect from Dak? Okay, just let's start with the tight ends. I mean, there's going to be a tight end by the committee. They, they like all three of those. Those Big Ten tight ends. It's funny because all of them Big Ten, Michigan, <laughs> uh, Indiana, Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin. Yeah. So, but you know, they're going to use all of them, and and, and certain schoolmaker and 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 um and Ferguson, I I think will be uh they were they will start in two tight end sets. They use a lot of two tight end sets, and they they certainly will use both of them. And and then you know. Schoolmaker can 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 block as well as catch the ball, and so you know you you know, he they already will be a better blocking group without Dawson Schultz because he couldn't block a lick, you know, <laughs> and so couldn't 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 could block at all. So you know you, you're going to be improved there, and and and, and Peyton and they all have different roles in the passing game, and all have different skill sets, but all of them can make plays, and certainly Henderson's a guy that stretches the field, and he's a little athletic, and and, and so. You, you like that, you know, the thing that Stewart was Dak Linus and Blanket. He, he was a guy that Dak trusted, and so those guys are really trying to, to earn Dak's trust and be that guy and, and, and be reliable like Schultz was. But regarding Dak, I mean, I think Dak is poised to have his best season. 
You know, and I know where everybody's lost their mind about the interception. Now, it, it's funny to me is, is that I remember when Brett Favre was throwing 30 interceptions. Peyton yeah. Man was 28, you know, early yeah. 28. Maybe. Just look, if you go and look at the interception leaders over the last 20 years, Dex 15 is one of the lowest numbers. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, but we've lost our mind. Oh, he's just the turnover. I, I mean, I, I see some high interception numbers. His interception numbers were not that, that high. It just was the highest in the league last year. But it, the thing that is uncharacteristic of Dak has not been a guy who's turned the ball over. You know, and I think part of that is certainly he made some bad reads. Part of it is is that, you know, he forced some things to guys he shouldn't be forced the ball to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that receiver for last year was, was among the worst in the league, week in and week out. You know, and you know, outside of CD, you didn't have anybody you could trust uh, to, to catch the ball and be where it was supposed to be. And so that was a huge problem. Brandon the addition of Brandon Cook is going to help Dak and so help their receiving core. Brandon Cook can still play. You know, the guy can still run. The guy can still pick him up and put him down if he's say. You know, I watched him in minicamp just run by guys like they were standing still. <laughs> and he's a perfect complement to Stevie Lamb and, and what he does. And so, you know, and here's a guy, you can say he's been on a lot of teams, but the guy has uh, uh, six 1,000-yard seasons on four different teams. Yep. And he's not been cut. He's been traded. I think he's been traded for first-round picks two or three times. So people want him. There's a value for him. And, you know, so, you know, he can – and the Cowboys, he's already had an impact on his Cowboys team and, and has taken the field because of his impact on the receiver room as a leader. Uh, he's taken Jalen Tobert under his uh, wing and has been teaching him how to be a professional and hopefully, you know, it's going to make a, a big jump for Jalen Tobert. But he's also helped CD. He's also helped Michael Gow. They all talk about – you know, what they've learned already from Brandon Cooks, he's only been there a few months. You know, so that, that that's huge what he's doing in the locker room, and I think he's going to have a huge impact on the field. So, But but getting back to Dak real quickly, you know, this is really Dak's first offseason with no issues, okay? Yep. Since, I think, going back to 2019, you know, because the 2020, Mike McCarthy's first year, he held out. Or he didn't held out. He didn't participate in the offseason program in the contract holdout. Then he hurt his. Then he fractured his leg in the 2020 season, and so that whole 2020 off 21 off season, he was rehabbing. You know, then the 2022 off season, you know, you, you're rehabbing his leg. You're also rehabbing, you know, the cast strain he had. You know, and this year there's been nothing but football focused on football. He's healthy. He's been a long time. I think you know the additions they've had. You know, with this offense. Dak is poised to have his best season. And, you, of course, the reason why people are giving him so much, he's got that star on his helmet, and it's always something to talk about when you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Chill, we thank you for joining us, man. We know you're on that road. You're going to enjoy some good weather. You got out the heat, and now mm-hmm. you get to go out there and just kick it and have a good time. So enjoy yourself, and hopefully we'll be talking again, talking about these Dallas Cowboys and and them playing some really, really good football. As always, bro, appreciate you. No problem. I just want to say one thing. I know I've been positive on this song, Kyle. I'm not predicting Super Bowl. <laughs> we got the people on the Snake The text line, line got just hype. like, man, Shield need to calm down. He got me hype over here. I'm not, I'm not predicting Super Bowl. Like I said, I can't predict nothing I ain't never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> So you said you couldn't predict the black president then? <laughs> I got to see it. 
shit first. I'm like them old folks. I've been covering this team since 97. I ain't seen but five playoff wins, four playoff wins since 97. So, you know, they got to do it. I'm just saying they have a good shot to do it. But I'm not predicting nothing I ain't seen before. Okay? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, we, hey, you know what? We wanted to ask you before we left. What Are you drinking the uh, Longhorn Kool-Aid? Oh, yeah, for sure. Again, that's PTSD. That's PTSD. <laughs> Same way with Cowboy fans. PTSD. I mean, this, this should, how many times did they come back with the best quarterback and not won the yeah. conference? Right. Yep. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous that 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 we were we're here, you know. And and then and I, you know, they should have they should have won the conference when they had Ellinger. You know, had the best quarterback coming back and they didn't win the conference. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I would say that it's set up for them to win the conference. But but I gotta see them get it done. I gotta see Sark win games in the second in, in, in the second half, you yeah. know, and and and, and 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 get this thing done, you know. And I really worry about the pass rush. I don't. I mean, they haven't had a pass rusher, and I don't know if they have a pass rusher on this team. I, you know, I, I think they have other things. This receiving core maybe we're one of the best they've had in a long time, you know. And, and if, if Quinn can put it together, you know, it, it's gonna be exciting. I like the talent to have a running back, but it, it's certainly the offensive line. Uh, but again. Until we see Texas do it, I mean, goodness gracious, you know, uh, <laughs> everything that all the, all, they they had the most talent before, you know, it, since, since Mac left, they've had the most talent. They just haven't put it together. It's always something. So uh, we'll see. I'm, I I want to be excited, you know, but you know, until they do it. You know, I, I can't predict anything. There you go. Hey, at least you're sound, being honest, bro. You That's sound solid. Like most songs like that. That's all right. <laughs> we all tiptoeing around the water. We ain't jumped in the water. We just putting our toe in. <laughs> Be careful, man. Enjoy your time out Thanks, there. Thanks, All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Chill's uh, awesome. He is He's awesome. Like, hey, man, I ain't predicting that name team before. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Chill, you old enough to see him, the Cowboys win a Super Bowl? He ain't never seen it. Chill out with not you. Wa- not while they covered it. He oh, talking about while they covered it. I ain't that. seen it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love man, it. That dude is hilarious. All right. Well, thanks to my man, Clarence Hill. Thanks to you two hearts for opening up your contact list, bringing in no doubt. Uh, Chill at another time. Chill always comes on with us. He does a great job. All right. Sure. We come on. We come back. We'll get into Oh, We got a lot of off-the-record topics. Uh, Tom Brady may be dating somebody. We'll hey, get now. into that. Uh, also, oh, this FAMU story. Oh, man. It gets better, though. It gets it better. Get better. It right, gets we'll better. Right, we'll talk about that, too. Right here on Bondo Live. What if we're not a horn? D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break, they ain't cold. Well, congratulations, continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Yeah, there are a ton of different topics that we can get into on Off the Record. So uh, we'll try to just start getting rapid fire. So you, you referenced it. Uh, so did Patrick. Elon Musk has decided to uh, change the branding of Twitter. It no longer will be the bird, the little bird, the, twi- the Twitter bird that's out now. It's just going to be X. That's it. X. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's that's basically. <laughs> it. I don't even. I don't think we know what it means yet. I don't know if he's been specific on what it means, but 
It's going to be called X. And apparently your Twitter at one point will change. My Twitter still has. That's already tra- changed on mine. Has it really? I think yeah. maybe you have to have the update or whatever it is. I oh, know. I don't have the. It's on my computer. My computer. I'm looking at it right now. I got a big old X at the top. On the computer, yeah. The computer, if you go on it, it does yeah. have the X on top okay. already. Yeah. But the app, I don't think it's changed. Ah, oh, good point. Well, it, so the coloring will change too, right? It won't be like the blue. No, stuff I think they're going to make it all different. Okay, and just try and kill all the years this, and years of marketing that they've done for it. I know, I'm like, <laughs> bro, yeah, basically, at this point, you've become a part of like the lexicon, like yes. tweeting. Like we, yeah. we talk about. Is it, it not going to be called tweeting anymore? No, it's exting. What's what I'm saying? Like, it's what I'm saying. we call it's it a, tweeting because of the no, it's tweet. called tweeting. Then I'm not saying I exting. <laughs> yeah, exactly, done. right. We call it tweeting because the tweet of the bird. That was yes. the whole point of it. That's where they originate. That's yeah. where it originated from and it was perfect it was perfect, perfect. It's got a little chirp and then now we're like what are we doing i have yep. no idea i don't know why that he's you doing know, i'm this. glad the billionaires are fixing all the world's problems like things that didn't need to be fixed this does not need to be fixed. and you know yeah. this is strictly out of spike it is strictly out of spike from the because, because we didn't from, all immediately run and pay money for it yeah and we didn't we everybody went to threads, threads yeah well, because and, of their fighting yeah, but threads, nobody actually is actually interacting on threads. Everybody oh, no, I just forgot signed I had up. It. Everybody just took their one thing, you don't want their name. But wait, here's set, the thing. Set, so if you said, say, that's it. So you were like, hey, here's this new company, Threads, that has no name value to it. Let's take somehow less name value than them. I don't, you had the name value. You had the name value. Mm-hmm. Like people, yeah. It. People discuss like you had everybody, <laughs> politicians, mom, my mom and dad can refer they can know what a, know what a tweet is. And now you're gonna switch it and change it all? Yeah. When you've become part of the pop culture vocabulary, I don't get it. But I'm not a billionaire. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm not a billionaire though. So uh, he's that's smart. why we're not yeah, they that's can do what they want. We're not they they can do what I mean, they I would say, pay forty I would say billion dollars for it. Yeah, so. I would say there's other reasons we're not billionaires. <laughs> that's <laughs> not the only one. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that's what I'm saying, but I'm not one, so I can't I can't get I it. Possibly, possibly well. that our parents also weren't billionaires might uh, be a part of it. <laughs> that's uh, a okay. very good point. TMZ also reporting, gentlemen, Tom Brady will not be dating Kim Kardashian because he's dating mm. um is her name Irena Shock Shake? I don't know how to uh, the supermodel? Name. Yeah, but she, she's got a previous history as well. Irina uh, Shike, I believe it's her name. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. But yeah, they, uh, TMZ said they did indeed confirm, or at least sources with knowledge tell TMZ that they are indeed dating. Yeah. So they met in May at the wedding of a billionaire art heir. See, there we go again. Joe Billionaires. Na- Joe Namad, <laughs> Joe Namad <laughs> and model uh, Madison Hedrick in mm-hmm. Sardinia. There you go. So basically, he's hanging out with all these supermodels. His ex-wife's supermodel, and he's yeah. hanging out with supermodels. And he's like, "I'm just gonna date another one." I mean, boom. When you have that X-man ability, he's you just, can get those types. Tom Brady's awesome. Yeah, just dating supermodels like it ain't no thing. They got rid of that rumor of uh, Kim Kardashian. Thank goodness, but I think he's still spent a little time with. I'm about to say that was just a hit and quit. Yeah, it was, that was just that one here. night stand. Hey, we you here. Know what I'm saying? That was we just here. Like, hey. That's living yeah. in the moment, Kim. <laughs> Me and you. In the moment. You know At the white party. Boom. At the white party. Wow. Yeah. Man, Tom living his best life. All right. Um, Giselle does not like that, I'm sure. Oh, man. She's over there messing with jujitsu. That's true. But see, he's, I mean, uh-uh. he's, he's dating people that are also in her circle. celebrities. Yes. Yeah, that in she, her circle. Six degrees of separation. She probably can. She probably knows this girl, what, in two or three? Oh, and probably you know, maybe lady? one. Maybe what? Was Maybe they were at the same photo shoots before. She might have like a number in her phone. She might be like, "Yeah, you my mentor." One day she was yeah. like, oh, "You my mentor, Giselle. I love you." And I thank you for teaching me how Ta- to get Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> you mentored me so well. I can date your man. I can date your former man. <laughs>
Yeah, X. You're right. Former man. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Right. You're right. Good for Tom. Yeah. I'm happy for Tom. Winners, okay. Hey, winners win. Uh, yes. <laughs> winners As Augie said, the world is a very different place for winners <laughs> than it is for you losers out there. And Tom's a winner. Uh, the world. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, some NFL discussion. A running back uh, Zoom call with all the top running backs in the league. Did it do any good? We'll discuss that. Uh, CJ Stroud gets a new deal with the Texans, the Titans, and their blasphemous disrespect of H Town and Chris Jones. Maybe holding out. We'll talk about that more right here on Ball Don't Lie 104.9 Horn.